Dell Tech Fest starts now. To thank you for 40 unforgettable years, Dell Technologies is celebrating with anniversary savings on their most popular tech. For a limited time only, save on select next-gen PCs like the XPS 13 Plus, where you can make the everyday easier with Windows 11. Plus, curate your dream setup with great deals on select monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at dell.com slash deals, you'll have access to leading-edge technology and free shipping on everything. Again, that's dell.com slash deals. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This is The Rich Eisen Show. I'm the best, I'm the best, I'm the best, I'm the best, I'm the best. Damn straight. That's right. Live from The Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Mac Jones. Their sense is that he is further along than any rookie quarterback they've had pass through the system. Earlier on the show, ESPN NFL reporter Jeff Darlington, 14-year NBA veteran Kendrick Perkins, baseball Hall of Famer Rod Carew. Coming up, today's show co-host Craig Melvin, plus Chargers wide receiver Keenan Allen. And now... It's Rich Eisen. Hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. 844-204-RICH, number to dial here on this busy, wild NBA Wednesday. The uh, Dallas Mavericks have just parted ways with their general manager. So it's kind of crazy what's going on. Um, I Everyone's kind of, you know, acting like the season's just ended. Which is what normally would happen on June sixteenth. Right, yeah, of course, we'd already we'd probably be getting ready for a game six, game seven of an NBA Finals, something you know? like that. Yeah, I do remember LeBron and the and Kyrie and the Cavs completed their comeback from a three one hole against the Warriors on Father's Day. Yeah, remember sitting there on a Father's Day, watching that. Man, two NBA uh, teams let go of their head coaches today. Or parted ways. Pardon me. Parted ways. Mut- mutually. Mutually agreed. Well, I would love for a team to just put out. Yeah, we we have uh, we have uh, we have parted ways, and uh, feeling was not mutual. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, to just start saying we have fired our coach today. <laughs> hey, that's what happened with me with ESPN. I was not renewed back in two thousand three. Not, 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 not renewed. Not renewed. Did you ever get an answer as to why I was not renewed? Yeah, yeah like I what? mean, I, I, we've never talked about, so I don't know if this they is explain? a sore subject or anything. But that's, why would it be a sore subject? We're all sitting here in this beautiful studio because is, I was not renewed eighteen years ago. This is true, but you can still have a grudge about Didn't it. You like, have a grudge. Okay, go for it. No, I'm just I'm asking. Like, did they ever give you a reason? Like an actual reason why I was not renewed? Yeah. Um. Well, I mean, I got I got a call from my agent three days before the negotiation period was over, saying that we just received a fax saying it's over. Really? Yeah. So, and I'm like, but there's three more days to go. He goes, I know. I'm like, oh, okay, because we've been talking, we've been going back and forth. We're wow. we're still we're still talking. I thought. Mm-hmm. No, we're not. Wow. 
personally? I mean, you really want to get into it? I can really get into it. If that's they, up to you. You know I do, but that's up to you. No, uh, <laughs> like, no I, I don't know. I've, I've never sat down with the executive. Is the executive? I mean, I've seen uh, executive named Mark Shapiro for many times since then. I, I've never really sat down and say, you know, what was your malfunction back in 2003? <laughs> Which is one way to put it. Or what did happen with us? You know, yeah. but the uh, what what essentially was, I think they just didn't want sports center anchors to ask for more than just doing sports centers. And I wanted to do more than just sports center because mm. sports center was changing at the time. I yeah. mean, sports center went from a show about yep. what happened to why something that you were beginning to see on on a website uh, had happened, you know, so I think that's what happened. Yeah. I'm still mad. I worked one summer at a club and then they let me go to next year. I was I'm still mad as a DJ. 30 years later. You got to have a little bit of. Right. You're like, why did they let me go? <laughs> Brockman. <laughs> Brockman's no, laughing. No, it's I'm no, still pissed no, off. There's, there's, there's no. No, Mike, there's no, there's no question that me not staying with uh, the company with whom I was personally and professionally linked to uh, 10 days before my wedding yeah. is definitely uh, apples to apples with the situation you just laid out. <laughs> <laughs> Brockman loved that. His face was clear. Yeah, exactly. Because Chris knows Mike. exactly where I was going to go yeah, with that. Thanks for Yeah, when you got when you got right. thrown out of yeah. the club, was yeah. the, it just my club was, was ESPN. Yeah. It's like I was upset. Ah, oh, please. You know no, what? I'm I mean, kidding. it, it I'm was, kidding. I'm just it was, it was, it worked out. Like I'm I said, like I told course. Ariel Hawani just the other, just two days ago, you know, I mean, it was the greatest seven yeah. years to start my career I could have ever envisioned. And, you know, people still hum a sports center theme to me. And they still think you're still, yeah, I still associate you. And the dead giveaway is when people ask me when I meet them out here in Los Angeles, do you live out here? <laughs> I think that's hysterical. I'm like, okay, yeah, I do. Oh, really? You don't <laughs> <Yeah>. live? <laughs> you don't and I'm like, Arizona. no, I don't, I don't live and work in Connecticut. Like, literally, that's 18 years ago. But I take that's that crazy. as, I take that as the time. ultimate compliment. Yeah. They never forgot about you, so. Right? So... How do we get on this subject? Oh, yeah, no. mutual parting of the mutual ways. Of ways. It was not mutual. Like, yeah. I definitely wanted to stay back in 2003. Mm-hmm. And, you know. Um, I'm glad it happened because it led us to Oh, this, my like God. So, yeah. so am I. So am I. And I'm still tight with so many people at ESPN and friends and whatever and so forth. Every time I see them, it feels like, you know, we're back in the, uh, back in, I wouldn't say cafeteria because when I first started at ESPN, there was a break room. That was it. There was yeah. no cafeteria. Well, this studio used to be a restaurant. Here yeah, on. right here. Yeah, this studio yeah. used to be a, on 18th yeah. campus. Eat. I used to eat? eat right over where Brockman was. Like, Is that right? Yeah, this was a before they got it before Chris Long created this. No kidding. This was a, a, a he used cafeteria. to eat here. Go figure that. Hey. Did you? Did you? Did you? Is it? Did TJ leave anything down there? Yeah, let me check. <laughs> oh, there's a lot of stuff. Under well, there's there. food under Brockman. All right. <laughs> so uh, Craig Melvin of the Today Show will join us shortly, yeah. and because um, he's got a great book on uh, fatherhood and uh, how learning to be a son and a father, um, and I, I just you know, you know, uh, yesterday uh, watching my 12 year old who's going to be bar mitzvahed later on this summer graduate from his grade school to middle school was just you know i told you this chris i told you this when you're gonna have a, a baby cage brockman who's getting buckets as i saw on your instagram oh, story dunking on people yeah, dunking on people with that fisher price uh, <laughs> so hoop. Like, i'm telling you man my style killing you know it's great 
And you could see, unlike uh, Ken, what Kendrick Perkins called the Bucks an hour two, he's got a great IQ for basketball. He's just got a nose for the hoop. He's nose not going to settle man. for a jump shot. Tax the rim. He's, he's going to attack it. Yeah, yeah tax the rim. Um, <laughs> I cry. I cry at everything now. Literally, commercials, movies, Bro, TV been, shows. Too, yesterday, I was a uh, you know. It hit you yesterday. Didn't of course. It? Yeah. Of course, because we just, you know, dropped him off as a kindergartner in that school six years ago, you know, and wow. and just seeing him and all of his friends like grown up and growing up and moving on and figuring out life and all of that. It just hit me, man. So, you know, Father's Day coming up. I lost my dad a couple of uh, Decembers ago and in learning to be a son and a father, it's called Pops is the book. And I can't wait to chat with him about that. Keenan Allen of the Chargers as well later on this hour. So uh, looking forward to that. We've, we've talked about the baseballs and what pitchers are putting on baseballs for weeks. I think we were one of the first shows here. Um, I would say we talk about it more than most. I, I mean, I, and but again, we're we, also huge I shouldn't say that because we're not, we're not monitoring. You know, I, I do see what are, you know, I've got monitors here about what competitors are talking about. And what they're doing, and and I do well, just look at social media clips. Right. I mean, I, I, look, I, when I say that, I don't mean it to say like we're the best at it, but we've been focused on it. Yeah, and I don't. Uh, I'm assuming we're we're a little bit more laser focused than others potentially about what pitchers are putting on baseballs. And you know, when you're seeing less action and you're seeing the shifts, which I've been railing about for a while, and I hate it. And I, the the fact that there's no contact. Uh, being made consistently in baseball and players just don't care about striking out. At least you're not seeing the Gatorade jugs being bashed because somebody's got the platinum sombrero, which is what I think an 0 for 5 is with five strikeouts, maybe. Adamantium sombrero. You know, uh, it, it just stinks when you're now hearing that pitchers are putting so much gunk on a baseball that teams who are handling baseballs, players are handling baseballs, are, are getting glue on their hands. And you're even hearing from baseball that players, uh, positional hitters, are, are outing pitchers who are, who are using this goop so strong that it's being used by, by building contractors to make sure cinder blocks stick together. And now pitchers are taking that and spin rates are through the roof, and maybe that's why you're not seeing anybody getting hits. And baseball decided to come into the season and say, hey, we're going to crack down on it next year. We're going to use this year as a fact-finding mission, and pitchers started maybe taking that as a green light to use it as much as you want. Get in while the getting's good. And it got insane to the point where baseball's like, we're going to do something about it this year. And I told you, Chris, that when the NFL ever makes an, a, a, a change on the emphasis of a rule already on the books, in a season, it flips players and coaches out. Because you should do it before the beginning of a season. Right. And we're not going to change the way that we do things in the middle of a season because all of a sudden it dawns on you we should have done something in the offseason and baseball is going to do it now. And apparently they've given a whole bunch of a grace period to players to get off the stuff that they're using before they're suspended for it. When they come down and decide now's the time we're going to start it, Jeff Passan of ESPN who's on the show tomorrow says that baseball's already told players – we're on to you. We've got you dead to rights. So stop using the stuff. And the unforeseen consequence of it is 
injury, and we've already now seen a significant injury suffered by a pitcher who says it's because he's been told to get off what he's been using, and he's been using sunscreen and rosin. Tyler Glasnow of the Tampa Bay Rays is on the shelf for a considerable period of time. The old UCL injury, and this is what he had to say about it. In the past, I my like substance of choice is sunscreen and rosin. Like just nothing egregious, something to where I can get a grip on the ball so it doesn't feel dusty. But two starts ago against the Nationals, I went cold turkey, nothing. And before that start, I remember when all this stuff came out, I was talking to people and talking to doctors. And they were like, the thing that maybe MLB doesn't realize or that players don't realize is like, what what is the injury like? What, what is the prevention of like, maybe it'll add to injuries. And in my mind, I was like, that sounds dumb. That sounds like an excuse a player would use to make sure he can use sticky stuff. But I threw to the nationals with nothing. I've never been, a, I don't use sticky stuff to, I don't use spider tack. I don't need more spin. I, I have huge hands. I spin the ball fine. I want grip. I did well against the nationals, probably one of the best starts I had all year. I woke up the next day and was like, I am sore in places that I didn't even know I had muscles in. Like I felt completely different. I switched my fastball grip and my curveball grip. I've thrown it the same way for however many years I played baseball. I had to change. I had to put my fastball deeper into my hand and grip it way harder. And I had to, instead of holding my curveball at the tip of my fingers, I had to dig it deeper into my hand. So I'm like choking out all my pitches. Whether you want us to not use sticky stuff or not is, is, is fine. Fine. Do it in the off season. Give us a chance to adjust to it. But I just threw 80 something, 70, whatever innings. And then you just told me I can't use anything in the middle of the year. I had to change Everything I've been doing the entire season, everything out of the window, I have to start doing something completely new. And then I'm telling you, I truly believe that's why I got hurt. Me throwing 100 and being 6'7 is why I got hurt, but that contributed. And so I'm I'm just frustrated that like they don't understand mm. how hard it is to pitch one, but to tell us to do something completely different in the middle of a season is insane. I just don't, it's, it's ridiculous. There has to be some give and take here. You can't just take away everything and not add something. I understand you need to take an aggressive approach here, but like, I just think people are going about it all wrong. And I'm sitting here, my lifelong dream, I want to go out and win a Cy Young. I want to be an all-star. And then now it's all just on because I like now it's over and I can't, I, and now I have to try and rehab to come back in the playoffs. Man. Whoa. He is 100% dead on. What a holy heck of a mess. I see this and I think to myself, baseball is in deep trouble. What do I mean by that? You got hitters thinking baseball, central baseball is not protecting them because they decided to let this problem go into the season with a fact-finding mission and they'll investigate it and let you know by the end of the season and it got so out of control and we saw all the no-hitters and the lack of action and the pitch, pitching motion I mean the 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 ball action as it hits the plate you know heads the plate and makes moves that that seem a little spun out and it's tough to hit and the shifts and then the exit velocity and there's no action and their hitters are thinking we're not being protected because our hitting, our, our livelihoods are are on the line here, and you're letting pitchers have this advantage. And then there are other hitters who are saying, "Well, baseball's not protecting us because they're letting these pitchers hang out to dry." And I, at least, as Pete Alonso said, want some something for them to use, so I'm not going to get hit in the face. Mm. And then now you got pitchers saying we're not being protected by Central Baseball. Because we're now having to go cold turkey and 
and I'm doing this in the middle of a season, I'm now hurt. And they didn't even think about it. And you've got pitchers and hitters all thinking different things. And there's a collective bargaining agreement around the corner. Mm, yep. And they're going to have to sit down and trust each other and get this thing hammered out. I am really concerned about a nuclear winter coming to this sport. Big time. Now, Al Leiter, you said before the show, has come up with an idea. Yeah, Al Leiter has been saying that Major League former pitcher and has a son who's going to be a top five pick, that Major League Baseball should come up with a universal substance that pitchers are allowed to use and put it right on the mound. And that's it. And that's it. This is what you have to use. This This is the substance. Let's go. Play ball. It seems that, so, that it could be that so simple, simple, but Major League Baseball is going to screw it up. To say you can use nothing now. To go from whatever How to about nothing. Just, yeah, like let's figure out what is acceptable for everybody. I mean, and the Ros- Rosin is on the mound anyway. Like what I just talked about and with so Rod Carew moments ago, it's just like when he's just like, yeah, I prefer to have something where they can get a grip on the ball, right? Right. I prefer to have that. And I'm like, well, at what point is there a a, a line being crossed from fine with this stuff, but when you use stuff that contractors use to keep cinder blocks together, (laughs) you know, like when when you go from the tool of a pitcher to a tool of a building contractor, (laughs) isn't that a line that you can't cross? Like, can we come up with what that line is and say it's a bright, shining line that can't be crossed? But the ultimate thing I'm concerned about is there's such a lack of trust right now. Yeah, lack of trust. Pitchers, hitters, and other hitters. Hitters are divided. I want something on it, so I'm not going to get hit. Others hitters are like, hey, you put that stuff on it, I'm going to be, I'm going broke. Yeah. I can't hit 200. I'll be out of a job. And pitchers like, well, I'm out of a job because you told me to go cold turkey. My arm's now busted. Oh. Take a break. Craig Melvin of the Today Show. Beautiful new book on fatherhood and being a father and being a son. Good chat with this man coming up. And then Keen Allen after him. That's next on this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. And I should know, they kept my car on the road and they do it with a smile on their face. They offer friendly service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. And that comes in so welcome when your car needs to be put back together and they do it with a smile so you know you're being taken care of. They got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. And guess what? You should not miss Power Torque Tools DIY days at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Power Torque hand tools come in with a lifetime guarantee. And right now, you can save big on Power Torque hand tools, power tools, jacks, and more. Get great deals on a wide range of Power Torque jacks and jack stands, including two-ton jack stands and up to three-and-a-half-ton floor jacks. Let the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts help you find the right Power Torque tools for your next DIY project. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. 
That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. We've done this before with you. Yeah. Um, I've got three social situations. You are the judge and jury as to what is done. Okay. 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 First one is destination weddings. Okay. <laughs> it's already funny. Destination weddings. <clears throat> I say to my wife, we're going to a destination wedding. We should not give a present because my presence is my present. <clears throat> what do you say, Larry? David? First of all, where is the wedding? How far is it? <clears throat> Another country. Okay. You don't even go. <laughs> you don't go. You don't go. But it's a close family friend. I don't care. I am not flying 14 hours on a plane yes. to somebody's wedding. I'm not going to do that. Even if it's a nice destination where it's a nice hotel and you're set up? No, 14 hours on a plane, you, you can't even breathe. Come on. So w- what would be the what the distance from your house that you would An hour consider? and a half by car. <laughs> That's it. No plane. You, didn't, you, okay. know, you don't get on planes for weddings. Right. Okay, out of the question. Here's social situation number two for you, Larry David. Sure. You're going over to somebody's house. Okay. All right, for, yeah. let's say the fight, the Mayweather-McGregor fight. This okay. happened to one of our producers, sure. Ken okay. Tulo, okay? Okay. Uh, <laughs> they brought desserts. Fight ends. Nobody's touched the desserts. They like these desserts. Is it okay to take the desserts home? All right, well, we did this on uh, Seinfeld. You did? Yeah, the marble rye. Well, the marble. Okay. Here's the thing. Yes. You bring it over. Do they know you brought it over? Yes, they do. Well, if they know you brought it over, then you can't take it. But what if nobody's tried it? You know, it's not like a bottle of wine. A bottle of wine could be savored later on. It's still perishable. You're bringing it to the host, right? That's true. The host saw it. Mm -hmm. It's different if the host can see it, then you can sneak out with it. (laughs) So if the host never saw it, if you place it on the table and there's no note. Yeah. That's when you could take it. If you think if you think you're not going to get caught, yeah, then you could take it. The problem yeah. is though, Larry, is you never know what was looking. The eye in the sky. Well, that's catch that's it. the that's the gamble. Yeah. <laughs> but if the host sees it, mm-hmm. y- you can't take it. All right, the last one for you, Larry. LD shoes off on a plane. Do you have a problem with somebody on a plane? I have a big problem with it. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> Keep them on. Okay. You know, d- d- don't make yourself. D- it's not your house. All right. You're outside. You're in public. I don't want to. I don't want to see your socks. And uh, God forbid you have a little odor down there. Who needs that, right? And I don't even want to know if you do have it. Exactly. It's close quarters. Come on. <laughs> take a couple of minutes. Keep your shoes on. So those yeah. who take their shoes off with shorts on and then put their socked feet up on the bulkhead. Oh God Almighty! No, no, God. oh God, that is out. Yes. Eight four four two zero four rich number to dial youtube.com slash rich eisen show for everything that you need right here on nbc sports on peacock the u.s opens coming up as you know to the uh to the folks here at peacock the 121st u.s open a major that forgives no one and rewards greatness from tory pines father's day weekend the u.s open begins june 17th on nbc golf and streaming on peacock Good stuff. It's always great on Father's Day weekend to chill out and watch the U.S. Open, uh, certainly on NBC and on NBC Sports on Peacock. And we're one big Peacock happy family right now because uh, I I enjoy this man's work on the Today Show on uh, MSNBC as well. I listen to him in the car. And his new book, uh, Pops, Learning to Be a Son and a Father, is perfect 
right now, certainly on Father's Day weekend and Father's Day week, wherever books are sold. Craig Melvin here on the Rich Eisen Show. How you been, Craig? Rich, so good to come on. So good to be a part of this this Peacock synergy. Yes, indeed. Um, during Father's Day week, I, I have been a fan of of your work for. Uh, many years as well, so um, good, to, good to finally talk to you. Exactly, and it was a pleasure being able to tell that to, to you in person when I ran into you at the Super Bowl uh, a couple of years ago. What's your, what's your team, Craig? What's your what's your what's your sports teams? What do you who do you so for? in 1988, back when um, the NFL teams used to travel for the preseason to cities that didn't have major teams. Um, in 1988, the then uh, Washington football team. Um, they traveled to williams Bryce Stadium. There was a, a guy under center named Doug Williams who, who looked like me, uh, who my father adored. Um, and after seeing the Redskins and the Bills in 1988, I, I became a Washington fan. And then fast forward to uh, 2008 uh, when I moved to Washington for, for work at the NBC station there, and I met my my, my now wife um, covering. She was covering the the, foot, the Washington football team at the time. Um, I I met and fell in love with a sports anchor, um, and the first story I saw her covering was a, a Washington football story. I knew it was meant to be then, um, and we've been Washington football fans ever since, Rich. Yeah, I know, and you and I are similar like that. I I met my wife in uh, ESPN newsroom, and um, you know, fell in love with her, and you know, uh, watched her with a terrific career in uh, in television sports as well. And Lindsay Zarniak is your your wife, correct, Craig? That it, at last check, that was correct. Correct, great. <laughs> so you, good to know. Con- that has and confirmed check mark. Check- Terrific, uh, and so you're both. Small children. Yeah, how many? How how many kids do you have? Okay. Two. We have a seven year old, mm. and we have a uh, four year old. Um, my seven year old just went to soccer. My four year old is is uh, when we're done here, I'll take her to swimming. We pretty much run a uh, shuttle service uh, for <laughs> little people. Kind of kind of what we do. Uh, you're we used sh- to have free time and watch <laughs> movies and drink wine and and no. now we, it's we over. drive around uh, in grades. <laughs> <laughs> well, was that was that the original title of your book, Craig? <laughs> Driving around in grades? Is that uh, you know what? That that was actually my pitch. And then the publisher came back and they were like, um, I don't know if people are going to buy that. <laughs> I call them narcissists in my house, Craig. Susie and I call them narcissists every now and then. How old are yours? Uh, 12, 10, and 7. So my youngest Holy is your oldest. Smokes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Holy smokes. But it is the greatest thing. I mean, I, it is the greatest thing. And, you know, and one thing that, you know, my wife and I uh, talk about and sometimes do tell certainly our oldest is that there's no there's no um, handbook pretty much on learning to parent. You know, we're all, we all can obviously take from the, the, you know, the roots of our tree best we can, but when it all comes down to it in real life, in real time, um, you're kind of sometimes fumbling for the light switch. And, you know, I, I, I think that's what your book in part is about, Craig. It is. We are all learning on the fly. And I would contend... Uh, Rich, that each generation does a, a little bit better than than the previous. 
uh, my dad, you know, and I write about it in the book. In fact, the first line of the book is, you know, my my dad was born in a a prison in West Virginia in 1950. And it's not something that I knew growing up, but certainly not something that we talked about. Um, And the ways that can, can shape and mold you, um, you, you don't fully appreciate until you're much older. So my, my dad, um, was a jail baby as, as the kids called him, um, when he was little, he didn't know who his father was until he was almost a teenager. And in the book, I, I, I interviewed my dad for more than four hours. And one of the questions that I asked, uh, was, uh, what's the most money you ever wasted? And without missing a beat, my dad said, about $2,400 in 1986. $2,400 in what was that on? He's like, that's what it cost to put my father in the ground. He, he did not know his dad. Um, and when he, when he did finally sort of get to know him later in life, um, he didn't like him very much. Um, and so they didn't have much of a relationship. So then fast forward to my, you know, my dad becomes a father. He doesn't have a great playbook, Rich. Right. And, and so he, he did the best that he could. I did not fully appreciate that he was doing the best that he could until I sat down to write this book. Um, my father suffered with a, a couple different addictions and, um, but consequently wasn't the best dad growing up. And then all of a sudden, uh, in, in the, in the third quarter of his life, if you will, um, late sixties, he decides to finally uh, pick himself up, dust himself off, and, and, and chart a new path. And it's, it's, a, it's a remarkable story. It just happens to be you know, my dad's story. And so I wrote this book to try and do some good. Craig Melvin of the Today Show and Pops, learning to be a son and a father here on the Rich Eisen Show. So um, for those who are hearing this story for the first time um, and those who might have a similar um, story to tell. How, how do you, how do you parent? How did you figure out how to to parent? Did you utilize some of the things that you didn't like about what happened to you as a kid and said, "I'm going to steadfastly avoid this"? Or how did you how did you grab the handbook and playbook? There, there was a little bit of that. Um, I, I I've always believed that you can be motivated by negative examples more than positive examples in, in many instances, and that was the case. You know, the picture of a father that I saw, I, I didn't know, you know, precisely the kind of man I wanted to be or what I wanted to, to, to do with my life, but I, I, I know that, you know, for the better part of 20 years, the father that I saw, I didn't want to be that. Um, and that, that did motivate me. But, but, but more than that, I had a lot, of, a lot of men and women, by the way, uh, along my journey, who stepped in uh, to fill those voids, um, uncles and teachers and coaches, uh, and my mom. You know, my mother, uh, God bless her, and uh, I, I write a fair amount about her in the book as well. Um, my mother, like a lot of mothers out there in this country, unfortunately, had to play the part of, of mom and dad for a good chunk of my life. Um, and, you know, she, she did it with, without complaint. And, and when you're young, you don't, you know, you, you don't realize what's happening around you. And when I sat down to, to work on this book, I, I interviewed my mother as well for hours. 
which both of the interviews, my mom and my dad, when people ask now, you know, what you, what's your favorite interview? That's always a big question. Um, hands down, one and two, uh, mom and dad, in that order. But um, my mother picked up a second job at one point because, you know, my dad's uh, drinking uh, addiction, his addiction to alcohol, soon gave way to another addiction, an addiction to gambling, video poker, in South Carolina in the 80s and 90s was all the rage, and it, bec- it became quite the scourge um, on many families. It was finally outlawed. Um, but for a number of years, you could go and, and, and sit in front of a, a screen and, um, and feed, you know, dollar after dollar into this, like, video poker machine. So my, my dad would, um, uh, you know, every other Friday, he'd get his paycheck, he'd belly up to the video poker machine, he'd have a, a tall boy Budweiser in one hand, and mm. he's pressing the buttons uh, in the other, and my mom would send me and eventually my younger brother and or, um, we'd go in there in the afternoon and, and uh, we'd try to negotiate some of my dad's paycheck before he squandered all of it. Um, and, and, and so during that time, my mother really put, put our family on her back um, and, and supported us uh, financially, emotionally, uh, spiritually. And it's, it's, it's not something that a 13 or 14-year-old can fully appreciate. And then all of a sudden, as you know, uh, Rich, you start to have your own children, and you, you, you view parenthood differently. And I became more aware of the sacrifices that both of my parents were making um, when, I, when I started to, to parent my own, too. Well, Craig, congrats on the book, man. Pops, learning to be a son and a father. Your beautiful family on the cover uh, as well. Um, I wasn't able to read it from cover to cover. Is there something in there about crying at everything now that you're a father? Is there something, <laughs> commercials? You know what? Actually, actually, there is. <laughs> um, there, there, is there is something, there is something in the book about how being a dad uh, turns you turns you into a big pile of mush. I know. I cried. Um, I cried insurance commercials. I don't know what the, I sometimes think of. What the hell's happening to me? I, I, well, I, you know, we're, we're more tender than we used to be. I, I would. I would. I would argue it's a good thing. Of course, absolutely. It, uh, it, Rich, uh, I am. I am so glad, and I know it's been years. I'm so glad you left ESPN. <laughs> what a. What a. What a. What a blessing this has been, for for all of us. At, at the peacock i appreciate that i appreciate you saying that craig um yeah i appreciate that kick that up the chain of command go for it i will and, and it's a good <laughs> thing you got out before the place went to hell <laughs> craig that'll be for our next book together <laughs> is this live this isn't live this is this this thing on it's yeah it's like by the way i i, I feel like i'm shannon sharp i should tell you that you're on the air you know like a, <laughs> you know this has been no, live the whole live. time <laughs> you take care of yourself craig congrats on the book Let's do this again. Be well. You got it. That's Craig Melvin, at Craig Melvin. I follow him on Twitter. You should as well on Instagram, at Craig Melvin NBC. That one took a turn at the very end. Well, Craig's got someone in his house who knows what you've been through, Rich. Oh, that's (laughs) right. Mutually parted ways. Oh, it's kind of, it's, I'm so naive sometimes. Yeah. Connected connect dots. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right.
Seems like an interesting book. We'll take a break. <laughs> Which one? The one that he's currently, or the other one that we what, just the, we just workshop? Yeah, yeah, I know. It's a uh, uh, powerful man. Pops learning to be a son and a father. We'll take a break so we're as on time as we can for Keenan Allen of the Los Angeles Chargers here on this busy Wednesday program. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you came on the last time, you just gotten your hair cut by your strength and conditioning coach, John Lott. I told you that was your rookie mistake, and that's the only rookie mistake you were allowed to make, and you'd be cool with that. I, I, but I got to tell you, I got to tell you, I'm looking at the photograph of you with your trophy, the offensive rookie of the year trophy. I must admit, it's going in pretty well. It's not too shabby. Well, I, I, I appreciate that. And obviously, it was, it was a couple, tough couple of weeks with really short hair. Um, but the best part about it is that it'll grow back, and uh, the long hair will come back, so... Uh, I'm looking forward to it. So that is the plan. That is in the plan that the, yeah. the long hair is coming back. Yeah, that is the plan. Okay. Because right now, I mean, it. I, I got to tell you, it, it does already have the flow. It sits nicely. I, I don't know if uh, I should send a, a, an apology to John Lott. You know, I texted him and he kind of gave me grief for saying what I said. Uh, maybe I should send him here in Los Angeles. You know, that can that can be a very lucrative career. Here in Los Angeles. No, it's it's all good. He he understands it, and, and it was funny because we did it in the weight room, and, and so I thought that was perfect for the strength and conditioning coach to cut it in the weight room. Um, and so it was it was funny, and, and I thought we had to switch things up, so it worked out. Okay. Hey, Justin, uh, I asked your coach because you know NFL Network's moving into your building. Um, you know, if it's possible that I could, because uh, I asked him how the parking situation was. He said that with the Rams, they would just take the bus in. From I guess Thousand Oaks, you wouldn't even know what the parking situation. What about you? Um, is there is there a parking situation I should know about at SoFi before I start coming to work on Sundays? Um, we just normally park in this this lot out by the side, and then we kind of shovel in through golf carts. So if if you're going to go a route, that's that's a pretty nice route to go. Okay, all right. Uh, and on game days that uh, the Rams are playing, and I'm coming to work, uh, can I uh, park in the spot that says Jay Herbert? Can I do that? <laughs> If I had a spot, you, you could take it, what? but I unfortunately don't have my own spot. What? What? How do you not have your own spot? Come on. What's going on? Come on. Are you serious? 
maybe maybe that's something coming in the next couple of years. But I'm I'm all right with uh, with the spots. And, uh, look, you are the offensive rookie of the year, Justin Herbert. And I know that you know uh, you've lived in Southern California enough to know that this is crucial. Parking is like that's the way of life around here. Driving high high occupancy vehicle lane to be able to you know to do it by yourself and get to work on time. Come on, can I help? Can I help at all? What do you think? Yeah, honestly, that's a that's a great question because honestly, it might be tougher next year. Uh, yeah. Maybe hopefully we have fans by that time. So maybe the parking lot will be a little more full. Correct. And we are coming. NFL Network is coming. That's hundreds of, of employees. We're coming. It's going to be a log jam. You got to get on this. Okay. That's that. Uh, we'll, have, we'll have to be sure to do that. Okay, good, Justin. I just want to leave you in a better spot. I don't know. I think I got a little aggressive at the end. I think I want to speak to <laughs> Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Entering his ninth season in the National Football League, one of the best at the wide receiver position in the business, courtesy of Cal Berkeley and the Los Angeles Chargers, Keenan Allen, Pro Bowl wide receiver. How are you doing, Keenan Allen? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm doing fine. Did I see you tweeting about Durant last night? Are you a Nets fan or a Durant fan? What do we What do we got here? I am a Durant and Kyrie fan, and I'm actually a James Harden fan. So, uh, yeah, I'm a Nets fan. Yeah. <laughs> but don't you think that's a super team and they're kind of uh, – Oh, yeah, know? it's definitely a super team, but who cares? Huh. <laughs> teaming up, that's not a pro- – you don't, you, don't, you don't care about that, that they're just teaming up? I and- mean, I, what, what, what do they have to care about? What are we going to do about it? <laughs> cry about it, or what are you going to do? Are you going to cry about it? You can't do nothing about it. Hmm. That's an excellent point. That is, I, yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Huh. So why do you like those guys? Where did that come from, that all three of them? and uh, they all happen a to... bunch of savages, bunch of slayers in their own way. Um, I'm actually the Kyrie Irving and the James Harden of football, so those, <laughs> those are my guys for okay. sure. How are you... And then K, KD is just the best. So when you're you you are you saying you're the harden of football because you get fouled a lot? Is that what you're saying? Because uh, he's the best ISO guy one on one. You can't can't stop him. You know. Hmm. I and see. Hard. Okay. Absolutely. And then he's and then, thirteen. He's got a beard. Okay. So um, Herbert is the what uh, of the NBA? Who's the who's the Justin Herbert of the NBA? Oh, that's, that's joking. <laughs> <laughs> that's joking. <laughs> that's easy call. The MVP, huh? MVP. Okay, but um, is it, it, it? Does he have any Serbian roots? I don't think Herberts. He's just straight from. Nah. No. Okay. That'd be tough. Um. Um. He's like a. Uh, I don't know. Okay. I like it. I like it. So, how are things there in in with the Chargers? Because uh, oh, so good, man. So good. Um. Just happy with the coaching staff. The way that they re- restructured the whole thing. I feel good about everybody. Um, you know the the atmosphere was great in OTAs, mini camp, uh, ending the week, ending the uh, mini camp, going off to, to the off season. Feel good about everything. So what's what's different? What's the difference? Can you walk me through what the difference is with this new uh, coaching staff? I think the confidence and the and the way that they talk and the way that they coach to us. Um, I think it's more friendly. It's more player friendly, and um, I just you know I think we have a better uh, what is it called a, a organized situation. No kidding. So, um, what what do you what do you like? Uh, like, can you give me an example of like when when you heard something? You're like, okay, I get this and I like it. Can you give me an example of that, Keenan Allen? Um, I'm, I I couldn't give you a pinpoint example, but every time Brandon Staley talks, I'm all in. 
<laughs> he huh. has my attention. He has my energy. Uh, you know, just the way he talks, like I say, the, his charisma and the way he comes off is very leader, leader-like. And, uh, you know, I, I love it. No kidding. I love that because I've got that vibe from him, too, that, you know, uh, certainly when he was with the Rams, I was hearing that the defensive coordinator uh, had quite um, a presence about him. And then when the Chargers hire him after just one year as being the D.C. for the for the Rams, it it did raise a few eyebrows. But you say he's ready for this. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. He's legit. You know, he's a former quarterback, too, right? (laughs) You can tell. What do you? <laughs> he's a defensive coordinator for a reason. He knows the offense. Okay, so what do you mean you could tell? Like you, you could see that he's got uh, uh, a quarterback. Well, he's one of those guys. He's not. Um, he's not stubborn within his within his play call. He understands what what can be beat within within his system, and he and he knows how to stop it because he knows the offense. Keenan Allen here on the Rich Eisen Show. What about your quarterback? The 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 phrase unicorn gets thrown around. I've thrown it around too, based on what I've seen him. Before. What what about him, Keenan? I was like the perfect phrase you could have used, unicorn. Um, savage man. I can't wait to see him grow. Can't wait to see his growth. Um, I've been saying it probably for the last three weeks now. Uh, I don't. He still doesn't know what he's doing. You know, he's literally just lining up and playing football, and he's being Justin Herbert, and that's the beauty of it. And once he has that knowledge and that uh, experience of being behind us, one sight to see. Mm. So when you say, okay, because I know it's a certain phrase that you might use that he doesn't know what he's doing. It's just that he's green. I no, mean, yeah, no, no, no. Um, uh, so, okay. So, so I think Pat Mahomes said it, uh, like his first couple of years of playing, he did, he was just out there playing, throwing dimes. And then once he was able to learn what was actually going on, seeing coverages before the snap, understanding what's going on, you know what I'm saying? It, it, it's just different once you got the experience and you know what you're looking for. But he, because he, he definitely strikes me as somebody who's got all of it, like literally every last ounce of whatever the hell it is, he's got yeah. it, right? He's got it. Was there a moment last year when you, you realized that yourself, Keenan, last year? Uh, Yeah, the first drive. <laughs> KC game, first drive. Yeah. Right? Because what was that? You knew it right away. What was that from your perspective to learn what was going on and, hey, Justin's going to start today? What about that? Uh, Well, um, we hadn't – I don't think I've ever caught a pass from Justin going into that game, (laughs) Uh, let alone hear him talk in the huddle. (laughs) Right. So we we knew it was going to be different, but we knew he was good. We knew he could throw the ball. Right. And it's the confidence and the composure that he was able to come in the game with and just, you know, rally and – go down there and score on his first drive, which is pretty exciting. Exactly. I remember thinking that. I'm like, wait a minute. (laughs) Why is he starting the game? And then I'm like, okay, I'll bite. Let me see what this kid's all about. And then he scored. Then you guys scored the first time down. I'm like, oh, okay. You know, and I'm just sitting on the couch watching that. I'm wondering what it's like to be a Pro Bowl receiver in a situation like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, for me, it was tough because I'm used to, you know, Phil. I'm used to Tyrod. You know, we know exactly what we want. Right. when we line up, I know what I want to get to. I know exactly what Tyrod I wants. I know I know what our guys want. I head hot. I'm like, oh, <laughs> right. But every everything after that was dying. It so was. That's just about composure and being able to rally and just understanding yourself and being confident about you know the work you put in. A few minutes here with Keenan Allen here on the Rich Eisen Show. Okay, Keenan, are we overlooking the Chargers? Let's just put it out there. Are we overlooking? Who are we? 
uh, me, in the media. Well, you guys, uh, fish. Mm. <laughs> we overlook everything about the Chargers, don't we? Who's we? The media. <laughs> <laughs> well, because the reason why I bring it up is we all, you know, you, you know, uh, Kansas City has won the last two AFC championship games. And, Absolutely. you know, there's word that Rodgers might be knocking on the, the Broncos door or one in on mm-hmm. on on this smoke that is the AFC West. Um, but the and the and the Chargers are sharing a home with a team that got. Matthew Stafford, and that's definitely in the mind's eye of everybody. Um, are you being overlooked? Let's take the we out of it. Are you being uh, overlooked? you put it like that, yeah, I think so. I think so. But, I mean, like you say, uh, you got Kansas City, Super Bowl team, um, AFC Championship back-to-back. So, I mean, we obviously got to beat them if we want to talk about anything about being respectable. How far can you go, do you think, then? Oh, I mean, the skies is always a limit. It's all season, so sixteen and 0, 17 and zero is always. <laughs> right. By the way, I like that you. Uh, I have to get used to that too. Seventeen and and zero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So before I let you go, Keenan Allen, uh, when I saw you on the golf course the other day, were you coming off a birdie? How many birdies? Like, what is your golf game? What do, what, Ooh, what do we got? That was actually my best day of golf that day. Oh boy! I shot a uh, I shot an eighty seven. I had a rally of parts. I had about four par streak. I don't think I had any birdies. I missed probably seven birdie putts. Typical, that's me. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm not the best putter. Right. I'm not your guy for putt. Too young. I just think it's my, my, my experience again. I'm too young. I ain't seen enough greens yet. Well, plus, you know, Keenan, uh, the greens and the course that you were playing that day is as top shelf yeah. as it gets in, oh, yeah, in the country. Yeah. Not just Los Angeles, the yeah. absolute that's entire. my first time playing there, too. Oh, Keenan. Yeah, it was tough. So, um, so you eighty-seven. That's an excellent round. Um, who's the best stick uh, in in the NFL? Who do you got for me? Who's the best? Well, I can The best player, best stick, best golf. Uh, what do you got in the NFL right now? Yes. Um, Who'd you take? Who do you know? I, I'm, I, I, if I had to pick somebody, I'm sticking with my guy, the unicorn Herbert. You he's know? he's good in golf the too. The guy's a savage. Oh. The guy's a savage. <laughs> he's good in golf he's too. Just, uh, I, yeah, yeah. He shot it the first time I played with him. He shot a seventy-seven. Come on. It was real humble. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. He's good. He's good. Okay. And so, um, and are, so he's the best on the Chargers. Then, okay. Are you the best in the wide receiver room? I'm definitely the best in the wide receiver room. Okay, we'll take that. But Money Badge and Herbert did just whoop me a little bit at Monarch the other day. So, okay. I won't speak too much on my game. Okay, Keenan. There's still time. I appreciate the yeah. time. I appreciate the call. Let's do this again. Let's do this down the line. Thanks for the uh, thanks for the minutes. You be well. All right. I appreciate it. Of course, always. That's Keenan Allen. Brandon Staley talks. He listens. I heard that about him. I heard that about we him. Sl- we sleeping on uh, LAC. Right I heard now? that about him. I heard that about Brandon Staley. He's bringing a whole different attitude there. It seems like. How about that more players coach? Anthony Lynn's a former player. Take take out of that what you will. Interesting. You know what's also interesting? We'll finish this up today. The NFL has put out uh, protocol modifications for vaccinated individuals. You know. Okay. And uh, it's a split between vaccinated individuals and not fully vaccinated individuals. Fully vaccinated, not fully vaccinated. 
You tell me if you're picking up what the NFL is putting down. Okay. Ready, Chris? I'm ready. Okay. Fully vaccinated, no daily testing required. Not fully vaccinated. Testing required, and this is bold and underscored, every day. Fully vaccinated, masks not required at club facility or during team travel. Not fully vaccinated, masks required at club facility and during travel. Fully vaccinated, no physical distancing required in club facility with other vaccinated individuals. Not fully vaccinated, must remain physically distant from others in club facility. Fully vaccinated, no quarantine required after high-risk exposure to COVID. Not fully vaccinated, most must quarantine after high-risk exposure to COVID. Fully vaccinated, no travel restrictions, no capacity limits in weight room, and a fully vaccinated may eat in cafeteria with other fully vaccinated individuals. Not fully vaccinated, travel restrictions in effect. 15-player limit in weight room. Players must be physically distanced in meal room, Not may not eat with other teammates. Staff must grab and go, no meals in the cafeteria. Here's the winner. Here's the one. This is the one. Fully vaccinated, no restrictions on social media marketing sponsorship opportunities. Not fully vaccinated, no social media marketing sponsorship activities permitted. How, what? Yep. Can't make that extra money on the side at a signing or something else at all. You do that for Boaton. Wow. May interact with vaccinated family, friends during team travel if you're fully vaccinated. If not, you can't even leave your hotel room to eat in restaurants. Message, get the shot. Get the shot. Do whatever due diligence you need. After a while, the answer isn't, well, you got to learn. You got to figure it out. You got to understand. You got to know this. You got to know that. Do your due diligence. Get your education. After a while... This is the way you can live and be an NFL player. And that's the way you will choose if you don't take the shot. I just tweeted out the the, the gif of John Travolta jamming a shot right into the chest of Uma Thurman from Pulp Fiction. That's the message from the NFL. Get the shot! Maybe they should have Travolta do like a PSA for all the players. I love that gift because I posted that the day Herbert started his first game when we found out about shot of Taylor. adrenaline. That's what that that's what that scene apparently is called. A shot of adrenaline. Get the shot. Get the shot. Get the shot. Give him the shot. Give him the shot. That's the NFL public service announcement to its players. Wow. Hey, if the players association is not going to demand it of its union members if they're going to say it's a decision it's a choice which is the way we're approaching it in the world and you see all of the data that in towns that are fully vaccinated more than not the numbers are going down and sure is it perfect no chris paul's got it right now That's it for this edition of The Rich Eisen Show. Thanks to Jeff Darlington, Kendrick Perkins, Rod Carew. That was great. Craig Melvin and a very chipper <laughs> Keenan Allen. Yeah, very talkative. Yes. Looking forward to having him on my, Looking forward to having him on my fantasy team once again. Dude. Oh, baby. He's, he's fired up about his new coach, about his new coaching staff, like it, about his new stadium, Loves his about QB. his golf game, about Durant and the Nets. 
And, and more, he loves his quarterback. More, more breaking NFL news, uh, NBA news, guys. Uh, oh, please, no, Chris. No way. Woj saying, LaMelo Ball, your rookie of the year. Oh, okay. Well, at edges, least he's healthy. Edges Anthony Edwards. At least he's healthy. And Edwards should make the all-interview team, though, for sure. BJ right. Armstrong, Mike Vrabel, Bamani Jones, and Jeff Passan all on tomorrow's edition of the Rich Eisen Show. We will see you Thursday. Enjoy tonight's NBA action. See you Thursday on the radio. Back on Peacock in a sec.